Welcome to the show. Today it is another episode of Secret Stories Underground. I am your host, Danny Whitman. Today, Dean is not with us. He has some construction or destruction going on at his house. The guy's coming out, so I unfortunately had to cancel on us today. But we have Anthony Williams on the podcast. He's a podcaster. He's an author. The dude has many talents. I can't wait to sit down and talk with him. It's going to be a great episode. But before we get to that, we do have some stuff to plug because uh, today I go and get my second COVID vaccine shot. So that means we are back doing live entertainment. Um, I'll be back doing comedy. Look for them dates coming up soon. Also, May 15th, my buddy, the Metal Maniac from uh, radio station KZUM out of Lincoln, Nebraska. They are hosting a benefit show. Um, they are a nonprofit radio station, so you know they have to pay for their own bills and everything. So they're hosting a benefit show to pay for their bills. Uh, it'll be May 15th at Grace Keg in Lincoln, Nebraska. And if you're in the area, come out. Me and Dean will be there. We will be performing a uh, acoustic set. The full band won't be there, but hell, you know what? We've been gone so long, this is going to be a good time. We're excited for it anyway, even though it's uh, unusual to what we do. It's still going to be great uh, doing a little unplugged set. So May 15th, Grace Keg, come out and support it. It's it's a good cause. Our friend John, the Metal Maniac, he's such a good guy. He's been great to our band D&D throughout the years, and uh, we're very happy to help him out. So anyway, let's get today's episode kicked yeah, kicked off. I, I bit my tongue there. Kicked off with Anthony Williams. Enjoy. Anthony. What's going on? Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Am I allowed to see myself on this or is it just kind of go through? Is it just audio? It's just audio, man. You don't even have to wear pants to be on the podcast. You know, well, you don't have to wear. I wasn't going to wear pants anyway, but well, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Uh, you know. We like guests who keep us guessing, so you know that's great. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we could play twenty-one questions or twenty-one guesses, whatever you want. You can find out, you know, how I'm sitting in my chair. That might be a little bit disturbing, but I think we could make it work. There's not a whole lot that makes me nauseous, but I can't speak for other people. You know, the people that work. <laughs> so, uh, how you doing today, buddy? Not bad, man. Not bad. Just filling up the schedule, you know what I mean? So, I'm just trying to get tons of stuff done. You know, you don't realize how much stuff you have to get done. But, you know, I do everything pretty much myself. So, um, there's a lot of work. I feel that, man. I uh, I pretty much handle everything on my own, and I definitely want a guy. You know, I need a guy for this. Yeah, I I mean, I, I I've helped so many places. That's the thing. You know, it's like you got you kind of get stuck between the rock and the hard place. Like when you've done the marketing, you kind of handled all the production stuff, or or you know, for a show, then you know what's good and what's bad, right? Like you know who's kind of feeding you some BS and who's not. And so anybody that's promising you that like, you know, this, that your show just explodes overnight, it's, it's a damn lie. And I've been right. doing this for, for numerous years now, and it's always a slow growth if you want the right thing. Right. So even so now with all the places that I've done marketing for and social media management and all that now it's like, once you get to a certain point, you, you, you have to pay, right? Like you have to pay to grow your reach because the organic reach is, aren't there the way they were 10 years ago, right? And they always move it towards a paying method because it's what makes them money. So uh, I found that out. And then it really comes down to really being able to work with a budget and getting a solid plan. I, I just don't think a lot of people understand it's it's really about a plan and patience. And if, if you don't have patience, you're never going to get there because these Here's a little secret. Most of the people who you think are overnight successes are not overnight successes. And it 
it's a lot of media that plays that and they're really not overnight successes. And it, it's just sad that people think that that's just the way you grow your channel or your brand or whatever else. And hopefully, you know, that changes over time. I agree with you on that, man, for sure. It takes, <clears throat> I think that's why there's so many podcasts that only have, you know, you go and check out Spotify or whatever. And you see a lot of these podcasts who only did like 10 episodes. And mm -hmm. I, I guarantee them are people who thought that they were going to get thousands of listens on every episode and they just never took off and they just quit, you know, because so many people do believe that, you know, you can put out two episodes of something and it's going to be successful. That's not at all the way that it works. I don't think that like, I'll be honest with you. Like I followed YouTube for a while with gamers are like, my background is, is video game design. Right. And, uh, that, that's what my degree was in. Um, I, I remember people saying, you know, that like, Hey, you've got to do this or you got to do this. Like it's a, it's a slow growth. Like people were putting like, I don't know if you ever remember the name, uh, it's a really famous name, PewDiePie, right? Like he was famous, uh, game, uh, a gamer that was on YouTube. He's on there. He's got tons of followers, right? Like he was the guy who would go between different games. He was like one of those first guys that were really picking up steam on it. Dude, he had like a hundred videos out. And I remember like Roberto Blake, who does a lot of stuff on YouTube as far as design and pictures, right? Like there's tons of people that I follow in all different areas. Man, they they put out, the, I remember hearing the stories. It was like a hundred videos before they really caught traction. 200 videos, right? So it's content. Even now with my show, I've broke over a hundred episodes. Um, I kind of started pounding content out. Because what I noticed was if somebody doesn't like one, I wanted to give them another episode or something else that maybe they do like, right? So while they're there, if they like my voice, if they like my face, if if they like what they're reading, what these things are about, whether it's interviews with this person or talking about news and entertainment over here or games over here, it was a matter of giving a variety so people could be like, okay, I'll listen when he puts this out, you know? Instead of doing two, 10 episodes and getting upset. But I will admit, in the very beginning, even with all the knowledge I had, it was very easy to go down that rabbit hole and say, like, I'm going to put this out because I'm friggin' awesome and I'm going to make it. And all I'm going to tell people was, is, like, I became super annoying. I would message people, hey, would you come on my podcast? Like I started searching for people and like, they're not going to come to you guys. Like, you know, if, if anybody's wondering that, like you don't just wake up and there's like 15 messages. I'd love to be on your podcast, man. If you're not paying them or there's not some monetary value for them, they're not getting in contact with you. And as long as the sooner you can accept that reality, the better off you'll be. Yeah. Oh, for sure, man. You know, I've been, dealing with a lot of publicists trying to get people booked on, on this show. And, mm -hmm. you know, you have people that want money and everything else. You definitely have to expect that. Um, my my uh, thing as far as trying to find guests that are reasonably easy to find is people that want to promote something. You know, mm -hmm. that's my, uh, my that's my tip to people out there is try to find somebody that wants to promote something. Because, like, you know, we're an entertainment podcast here. So, you know, we try to talk with actors, comedians. And you have people that haven't worked in years. And them are the people that really want money out of you to come be on your podcast. At the same time, them aren't necessarily people that have anything new to talk about. So, you know. Yeah, there's – there's. <clears throat> so with that being said, right, like there, there's some, I think – um, well, I'll do a shameless plug, right? I'll do the, the independent mouth podcast, which is, which is one of my, my projects. And even though there are some older people that I've interviewed or actors, or I've found a niche to get questions out of them, have them answer questions that they had not answered before. And yeah. it, I like to do that because otherwise it's like, why the hell would you want to listen to them? Right? Like, I get it as much as I love them and respect them. It's like, I'm trying to also respect their time. Like, I don't want to waste your time for two hours. If nobody's going to want to watch it, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help me. Right. So 
uh, I started thinking about that early. And I learned that by some mistakes, man, by having some people on, like trying to fill some time. And it was like, I was bored. You know what I mean? And it was like, I'm not going to interview these people if I'm bored. Like, that's not the reason right. why I do this, you know? So um, I learned that lesson in the very beginning, in the very beginning when I started doing podcasts. And uh, I stopped asking for those people to come on or I just learned to be really nice when I would ask somebody and maybe I wasn't a big enough name and they kind of, you know, acted in their dickish way, you know, and said, you know, like whatever, you know, gave whatever response or blew you off or didn't respond. You know what I mean? The things that they do because they think that that's the nice way to go about it instead of just saying like, no, I'm not going to be on. Right. Um, so I learned that early. And now it's like if I'm if I email you or I have your number and I leave you a message or I text you, don't BS me and tell me that you never got it or you don't know how to check your email. Bro, we're in 2021. If you don't know <laughs> how to check your phone or an email, I don't want you on. I want nothing to do with you, actually, because you're just going to cause me more work. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with you because you're clearly a stupid person. You know, look, it's subjective, right? Like, but seriously, if you're going to tell me you don't like you don't know how to check a text message, you're just straight up lying to me, dude. Why don't you just say like, hey, I have no interest in being in your podcast. So leave me alone. And I'd be like, awesome. Thank you. You saved my time. Instead, you get responses like, well, that day works, but maybe not the time. So you go back and forth between three emails and you're like, hey, uh, I have this time. And I'm not talking about you, right? <laughs> I'm not like, I'm talking about the people that like, hey, what about this day? Oh, I can't do it. And then it's like, magically, you send like a follow-up email. There's still no response. You text the person or call them. There's still no response. And it's like the day of the podcast, right? And it's like 20 minutes before. I just don't know if I'm going to make it. Dude, I knew that Thursday. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> I'm just showing up because this is my podcast, but I already knew you were going to be a douche. Yeah. So when did you start Independent uh, Mouth? So I, it all started with my book. Uh, which was on borrowed time, the reinvention of a lost soul. Um, there, I can confidently say there is nothing out there like that book to for somebody to go through the stuff that I went through growing up for my entire life, the stuff I still go through, you know, medically or or mentally or whatever else. Um, there, there's nothing. There's there's not a story out there that encompasses everything, which is sexual abuse at a young age. Uh, you know, building towards a, a promising hockey career, having all of that, you know, ripped away and taken away due to heart surgery, uh, given less than 48 hours to live, going through addiction, having an intervention, going through rehab, moving away from family and delivering my daughter and, you know, on the side of the road of uh, the 15 freeway in California. Right. So Jesus, and there's more man. to come. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, You know, I'm a, a rock star without the fame. Right. Like that's you know, that's what people would say when they read the book, but the book's got great numbers, man. It's, you know, just about five stars on Amazon. It's available everywhere. You can go to the independentmouth.com, uh, and the book is for sale there as well. And, you know, I'm actively going to work at, you know, building a movie off of it or a television series, which is, you know, my goal. Cause it would be awesome. We can open it up to so many different ways for other people's stories and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, but that book was taken off released that in January of 2020. I started calling Barnes and Nobles and I'm getting book signings because like nobody was going to do it for me. And like at that time, man, I didn't have a political book. I didn't have a book that said like, you know, F Trump, you know what I mean? So like <laughs> nobody wanted to publish my book, right? They're like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to look at this one this time. And I'm like, I know why. If I put like on borrowed time, you know, Trump is an asshole. They'd be like, Hey, we're going to publish here's 50 K and let's roll. Right? Like they would have did that. But they didn't want to do that with my book. And so I got the fuckets and I'm like, you know what? You want to dare me? Dare me, man. And I'll take the challenge. So I did. And then uh, when COVID hit, uh, my father, it was this was like February and of 2020. So it was like a little month or so after. And uh, my father's like, man, I hear you talking about the book and, you know, all this stuff. And he said, you know, I've always known that, you know, you'd be good. You always had like a radio voice. So, you know, I believe in your son. Go do it. And make yourself happy. I'll support you the entire way. 
He goes, you know, go do a podcast, go talk about people, go make people laugh, go do the things that you're good at and go have fun. Right. You're not just an author, you know, do your thing. Now, my, now, mind you, my father's a truck driver, was a truck driver his whole life. Right. Like he lost his father at the age of 10 uh, and he took care of his mother and his whole family. Like that's all the man knew. Right. He gave up all his dreams just just to be a good dude and take care of family. That was the most important thing to him. And so he was so supportive of me and he was my best friend. And then uh, <clears throat> we were talking. It's in March now. I kind of molded over. Hey, what am I going to do? What's the point of of what I'm going to do? And um, it was the 17th, man of uh, March because my heart surgery date is the 15th of March, which if, if it isn't weird enough, that's the Ides of March, right? That is like, if you're superstitious, you're like, yeah, you don't go into surgery on the Ides of March. Right. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's for people who believe, you know, who, who get that way. And that's cool. Like, and, and for a long time I was right there. So I, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to pull the trigger. Man. I'm just going to buy Podbean. you know, my, my, platform i looked at anchor i looked at you know buzzfeed i looked at like all these places and and i had talked with some people and podbean seemed to be uh one that fit for me okay cool i buy the podcast the next day bro my my father dies massive heart attack dies it was the day after i bought my podcast and so from that point it has been it's not like i'm like i need to do this for my father Right. Like, it's not that. Um, but he just believed in me so much, man, that that is a driving force. And I will be unapologetic until the day that I die, because I will use this microphone to say what I feel just as others have. And I will use this microphone to inspire or help others in any way possible. But this microphone is my microphone. And I think people, when they're getting into a podcast, need to understand that. You're not going to make everybody happy. My father told me that. I knew that. You're not going to do everything perfect. Like he already told me that, right? Like when I was going into it. So I just got the efforts, man. You know, I don't know how, you know, if I can say the, you know, certain words, I don't want to. Oh, yeah, people. dude. There, there is nothing here that you can't say. Man. Yeah. So I got the fuckets, you know, I got the fuckets. And, and I, and I just said, I dare you. I dare you to cancel me. I dare you to to take me down. I dare you to debate me. I will confidently say anybody that has stepped up to debate me has taken a fat L. And I would consider myself almost like a battle podcaster. Throw a topic out. I'll debate I, you I, on the topic. You know, like I, I like that, man. I'm a roast comedian. I like that in your face, uh, just go fuck yourself kind of attitude you know yeah and it's worked out danny like it's it's worked out because it's kind of refreshing right like i'm not over the line like i don't know i don't want to be vulgar you know what i mean like i don't want to be uncomfortably vulgar you know where it's so direct that it it feels racist you know what i mean like in right. in, in sense I don't want to do that to people. Like, I know that that's been done and like, I know that's part of comedy, but like, that's not in my heart who I am. You know what I mean? So as long as I could be true to me and say the funny stuff, like I will roast people. I will be, I will say dirty words, but I'm not, I, I'm not the guy who like deliberately goes after and says like a really offensive word you know, towards somebody in a race, you know what I mean? Like with that stuff, yeah. because that doesn't sit with me, but like, you want me to make up shit about you? I will make it up. You know what I mean? Like, and go that way. I just, I try to keep it to the, what I feel is respectful. Some people may not, but I try to beat them without bringing that stuff into it because it, it just nukes the whole thing. Right. And then we go back to what the fuck we've been dealing with through 2020 and now 2021, where you know you don't even know if you have you can have a conversation with somebody without them being offended, and honestly, it took until right after my father died, and I was in New York, and I was starting to get this thing going and thinking about it. I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I really don't care who's offended. If you don't like me, delete me, take me off, don't follow me, uh, and have fun with that, you know. And I hope your life's better, and I hope mine. You know what the funny thing is? I've seen a ton of people that have re-requested to be my friend again because they see me on the podcast and me interviewing these people and these people are laughing and you're like, Oh, maybe you're not, you know, you're not so mean. Right. And it's like, 
I'm just not going to accept your friend request. How about that? <laughs> Go eat a yeah. bag of dicks and choke on the crumbs. You know what I mean? Like, have fun. Yeah, I love how the I love how being real got replaced with being mean. You know, I, I you can't be real anymore. It's just considered being mean, you know, and it's like, go fuck yourself with that. No, it's you know? a way to so, shut people up. Danny, it's a yeah. way to shut you up. Like, if, if I don't like what you're saying, I call you racist or I call you mean. Oh, definitely, man. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've had people pull the race card on me, which is funny. One of my best friends is black. But this is a part of comedy that people miss out on is – you know, I, I'll have him on the podcast. He'll bust my balls for being white. I'll bust his balls for being black. That's why we're on the podcast. Now, if we're sitting in my living room, not recording anything, watching a basketball game, we don't talk like that to each other. It's it's for entertainment. You know, it, it's old school entertainment that now is considered taboo, you know, <laughs> and uh, you, you can't do anything anymore without, like you said, the, the possibility of being canceled. And that's why I look at it as, you know, I don't have anything you can fucking take from me. So, you know, if you think you, you, you think you can cancel me, go right on ahead. You're, you're going to get nothing but the shit I don't own. So, <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, it's not even about that for me. Right. It's, it's more about the freedom, you know, because what, what you, what you've had happen and what will eventually happen if, you know, it continues down that path is, you know, if you're just having a, a conversation with your friend at the park and somebody's walking by and they feel offended, you could you could be in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out of here. I, you know, if if that's okay, I'll give you a funny story. So I'm I mean, I'm not a hothead, right? Like I am I'm not mad. Like people will say, like, why are you raising your voice? You sound angry. Like, I'm really not mad, bro. I'm Italian. Like you you should know the difference, right? I'm born and raised in New York and I'm Italian. So you should really learn the difference. Okay. I'm not mad. And so I'm at my son's baseball game the other day. And this is what I'm talking about as far as like, like people who, you know, you can't say anything to, right. They, they're going to get offended. Uh, my son's pitching and there's this kid there, bro. He's huge. This is a nine to 11 league. This kid's 12 because his, his brother's 10. So they kept him back. The kid's really not good. You know what I mean? Like he probably yeah. wouldn't really make like, an awesome, you know, the major team or whatever, you know, in the county. You know what I'm saying? Like my son would. I'm not saying it because I'm on your show and, you know, I'm I'm the greatest things, you know, ever to come. My son's good at nine years old. I've worked with him. I've put in the work. You know what I mean? With him to teach him. So he gets it. He's pitching. This kid hits a home run, right? Off my kid. Now, mind you, that's my kid. I get it. But I know the kid's older than what he should be, right? So I'm the dad at the games that cheers on all the all the kids all over the place. Give them nicknames, you know, try and try and make them have some fun. Some of these kids suck, bro. You know what I mean? Like they'll get oh, a yeah. hit maybe. What? I said, oh, yeah, my kids play, man. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah they're not some all of them good. are just really bad, bro. You know what I mean? So like you and that's part of it. And you just you I try to make everybody included. Right. So like two weeks before I just, I'm, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, calling, you know, Colby block out the bed, you know, just stupid dad jokes about cheese because his name's Colby. Right. And yeah. uh, so I start going all over and the kids are loving it. Dude, they get a rally 13 run rally, win the game 13 runs, bro. I'm screaming at the top. I lost my voice, bro. Gone. Everything's gone. So much fun. The kids loved it, bro. They all got nicknames, right? Everybody got, you know, rev it up, Ryder, jack them out, Jackson, like everything, right? Like just, and the kids were up there. I, dude, there's this kid on his team called Cash. So I broke it out. I'm like, Cash me outside. How about that, dude? And the crowd went hysterical, right? Cash is over there. He don't effing know, you know, who this person <laughs> is, but he's just laughing because everybody's laughing. But it was, you know, it's just bringing people together, bro. You know what I mean? Like, be loud, have fun. It's a baseball game. You should be cheering, not sitting there, like not saying a word while your kids are playing baseball. You know what I mean? Like, right. let's, let's get past this. Anyway, um, the, you know, the big chooch is up at the bat while we're playing and he hits a home run and, uh, I couldn't help myself, bro. I couldn't help myself. I'm like, Hey, high school kid hits a home run. You know what I mean? Like just doing it on purpose. Right. Got, got some laughs. So the dad, I, I didn't know it was the dad. I really wasn't paying attention. And like, honestly, I really don't give a fuck. Like, you know, I am not 
uh, I'm not the tiniest person. I'm not the biggest person, but I'm not the person that if you know nothing about, you should just go poke the bear, right? Like you should not do that. And, uh, he came over, man. And he goes to give me a pound and he goes to give me a pound. And it's, I'm like, I don't even know who you are, but I gave him a pound, right? I was just sitting there cheering on the kids. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, blah, blah, blah. But he did it like passive aggressive, right? Now, if you know anything about me, don't be passive aggressive. If you're passive aggressive, bro, I will eat you for lunch. Like that is, I, I will do it anyway, just because I can't stand passive aggressive people. So he's trying to be passive aggressive. And I'm like, oh, he's like, you know, well, that's my son. I'm like, and I'm proud of you. So he just looks at me and I'm like, yeah, dude, you got a 12-year-old in a 9 to 11 league. He's staying down because of his brother. Bro, bad parenting. He's 12. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and I'm like, you know, there's that. And so he's, dude, he was fuming. I didn't have to say anything. He's fuming. So anyway, he starts screaming. The wife comes over. He's 10. He's 10. I went, no, your other son's 10. We have guys, obviously coaches on the team that heard this prior. They knew this, Right. So one of the dads comes over. He's like, no, you're right. Like this is, we knew that that kid was supposed to go play majors uh, for, you know, the county, not like major league baseball. There's a majors league in the county, which are the best kids in, you know, the county. And that those are the travel and tryout teams. Anyway, he obviously didn't make it. And so he stayed back with his, with his brother and obviously everything with COVID. Anyway, to shorten up the story, he starts yelling from the other side of the fence. He tries to walk back over to the side of the fence and I just said one line super quick to end the whole thing. I said, homie, stay on your side of the fence. I'm telling you now, you already broke the barrier by walking to my side. I will not guarantee your safety. And he just stayed on the other side of the fence. <laughs> it was, that was it. Like, end it all right there. You are not. You are not using. Like, I am giving you the full warning. If you do not listen to this warning, there you are, Right. And so that was the story. And it was hysterical because all these parents are over there looking and now they all know, you know what I mean? I'm like, I will call you out, bro. That's bad parenting. I want every other kid out here to know that they're playing against the kid who's not supposed to be in the league so that they don't feel bad. You know what I mean? Not only that, what sparked it, this is my final thing, I promise, and I'll shut up. He was dancing around the bases, Danny. Like he's oh, running around the bases, jumping, bro. You're two years older than all the other kids. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the coaches and the parent grow up, like teach your kid to like, I, okay. Celebrate when you're in the proper age group, all fine and good. Not when you're like the grandpa and the freaking kids baseball team. And you know, yeah, you gotta like, all right, if you're going to keep your kid behind like that, you can't have them being, you know, a little dickhead celebrating. Because for one, your kid's got to know that you're playing with younger kids. All right, don't let this be an ego boost. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I mean, yeah, you, you're the dumbass that's playing with younger kids. So don't don't be a dick about it. And you know what? Them are the same parents, though, that believe that everybody should get a participation trophy. Yeah, you know, well, the funny the thing year. was is that my son struck out – their second son, the 10 year old. So then I immediately followed up yelling. That's what happens when he plays against his own kids. Yeah. And See, they yeah. just stayed quiet. You know what I mean? Like I will call you out, bro. Like, cause think about it, Danny, how many times have you done something and you got called out and it's okay because you're Danny and because I'm somebody else. So I can call you out. But if you do it, it's a problem. Oh yeah. Oh, that, that's my whole family situation. man. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my family dynamic is set up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm born uh, you know, New York Italian, bro. Like there there was no uh there was no getting around, you know, some of the stuff. You got called out, man. Your family called you out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where did you grow up in New York? I grew up in New Rochelle, man, in Westchester County. Like nice. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there? Well, I grew up in the 80s, right? So I was born, you know, 82. And so growing up in the 80s, man, was way different. Like, I'm super jealous. I keep saying it all the time. I'm super jealous of, like, these kids today who uh, they have everything, like, with their sports. You know what I mean? Like, the best equipment. Like, everything's so good. I'm sure my parents said the same thing when we were growing up, right? But... um 
they really do. And growing up in the 80s, man, all I did was play hockey. All I did was was try to have fun. Like we were out every day. I loved video games. I played video games, but we were we were outside all the time. Whenever we could be outside, we were outside. So, you know, th that's what life was like. And it's very different now. And I'm not talking just COVID times because kids were staying inside a lot more prior to that, you know? Um, but no, growing up then, dude, I had such... My family was dope, bro. I had two two sisters, two older sisters. They were more like in between guys and girls. You know what I mean? Like they they were the tomboy kind of sisters, yet still feminine, right? And I just had a lot of fun, man. My sisters would beat up people when I was little. Like that's so awesome, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I'm gonna get my older brother. I'm like, yo, I'll get my older sister, dog. Like, you don't want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It happened like some kid. I'll tell you a funny story. My sister, Michelle, it's in my book. It's in my book. My sister, Michelle, there's this kid, um, Fran, and he just, his name was Fran. It was like a girl name. You know what I mean? But his name was Francis. Anyway, they called him Fran. And he was just a douchebag, bro. And he, he, he would just pick on me all the time because I was younger and I play hockey against him. So they kind of nudge me and push me over. Well, my sister got pissed off one day. And he was riding his bike and she just, dude, she, she molly whopped him, bro, on the side of the head. And then he felt kind of like stumbled, you know, to get, get his balance on the bike. And then she took his bike and then threw it over the fence in the woods. <laughs> I, was nice. like, I was like, you are dope. And she's like, don't ever, ever bully my brother again. You know what I mean? So like I had protection, bro, for my family. We didn't need all, we didn't need bats, knives, nothing else, man. We, I, I rolled around my two sisters with super heavy hands and that's, that's what we did. So you're in San Diego now, right? I'm just north of San Diego. Um, I am in Temecula, Marietta area. Okay. And, uh, so it's about an hour north of San Diego. Love San Diego. You know, hate California, but love San Diego. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just super expensive. You know, taxes, yeah, everything. I'm getting ready to move out that way. And, uh, yeah, dude, it's a, it's a lot more expensive to live there than what it is. So, yeah, if they, you're, if I'll tell you this, if you are there, it's not that bad where, where I am, right? Like I exaggerate a little bit just, you know, to tell people, but like the prices have been going up. Right. Um, but the prices are way more expensive than like, if you live in Arizona. The prices are way more expensive than if you live in Florida or the Carolinas or, you know what I mean? Um, places like that. Like, you can get way more and have similar weather, you know, in those areas as you do here. So, it really depends on where you move. And, I mean, that's just the truth. It just depends on where you are. But you can find deals, man. And over here in the Temecula Marietta area, it's not like you're moving into, like, ganglands of new york city and like you know la you know what i'm saying like it's nothing yeah. like that and if they tell you it is that's a lie right now i'm trying to find some decent you know some decent places in like the orange county area um orange yeah, county is expensive but you can it you is can man it's crazy. go to anaheim like you can go to parts of anaheim um you can go to parts of like riverside county which, you know, I'll tell you now, like some places that you could look, man, to help you out, like Rancho Cucamonga, uh, you can look at, you can look at like, I, do not go to San Bernardino, bro. That is like that. You don't go there. Just stay out of there. Like that's just put a sign on it. Like, don't go to San Bernardino. Don't really go to Rialto. But like you want nice places that you could travel, maybe be like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes from, you know, wherever you're going to be. You could do it from Orange County. Like. If you have a reason to be there, otherwise I would say, man, look at the Temecula Marietta area because I'm 45 minutes from Orange County. I'm 50 minutes from San Diego. I'm an hour and 10 minutes from L.A. So for yeah, something that that's affordable, bad. yeah, you know, something that's affordable and I get great areas, great neighborhoods and and beautiful weather. I'll take that. Now, where you're out, because, you know, like they have the whole homeless situation going on in L.A., is that. Is that bad, like, around the San Diego area or any of the other big cities, or is that just kind of an L.A. thing? No, I mean, you got homeless stuff all over because it's California. 
right? And like right. California's really screwed up, and but like you don't see it. It's not like it's in very designed areas, so don't believe the media, right? Also, too, you know, if LA in certain areas, like near the Staples Center, man, like in some of those areas, you know what I mean, where it's a little bit more urban, probably lower income, you know, for for some of those areas, man, it is. You'll see it. You'll see the tents and stuff. You'll see some of that stuff out in Orange County. And California, in my opinion, could without a doubt fix that in in minutes. But they'd they'd rather pay, you know, uh, illegal aliens or illegal Americans or people coming over the border and give them money and opportunities instead of fixing up the people who are homeless. You know what I mean? So it's priorities to me. And California is the worst because of the leadership for a long time. Remember... California in the 80s, bro, that was the place to go. 70s and 80s, everybody flocked there. Everybody See, flocked uh, to California. And they like flocked I, to Florida. Personally, myself, I missed, I, I guess, or I must have just been stoned when it happened. But I don't remember when California got so fucked up. 90s. But like, like, politically wise, 90s. you know, I just don't remember it. Nope, 90s and 2000. And what happened? And, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger, that fucking idiot, he came over and, you know, it's like, oh no, let's put a celebrity in here. Like, he didn't know what the fuck he was doing, dude. I don't care what anybody says. That dude's an idiot. And <clears throat> take Jerry Brown after that. Like, there's another fucking turd nugget. He didn't do anything. They raised the prices. They want to go solar, yet it it's not there yet. Like, people don't have the money. Because you have so many freaking people, you know, in the state of California that like you have to pay money to because they're not fucking working. Like, that's a problem. Right. And then they want to continue to get bailed out. The problem is, is that so many jobs, man, like Silicon Valley, um, Simi Valley, uh, the Bay, all that stuff, you know, parts in L.A. Like there's section places for, for people to make money. The issue that comes in is like down here where I am, you know, Temecula, Marietta, there's no major businesses like there's Abbott, you know, which which creates medical supplies, you know, for places. Right. There's PCH, which creates, you know, some medical like otherwise this was like call center. You know, this was like the call center capital. Right. And when they stopped for you being able to just call people. Right. And they started adding the restrictions because essentially it was just, you know, vocal spam. Right. Uh that killed a ton of other stuff out here. So like, there's no major hubs. I don't know if like you remember, um, did you ever hear that story about IBM in New York, you know, back in 89, 90, 88 through 91? No, I'd have been like two. Then I don't think I heard that. Yeah. Well, I don't expect, I'm just saying if you ever heard like, okay, so there's a story back in Dutchess County near Poughkeepsie. Right. And Poughkeepsie was like a huge, huge way. And I'm, I'm just giving you an example to kind of what happened, what happened out here. Anyway, IBM in the middle of the night literally took all of its employees out of the building and left in the middle of the night and and literally left the lights on because the the economy was crashing, right, in that time. So that's kind of what happened here for Myriad and Temecula, and they built it up all around. But, like, where are you going to go to get a great-paying job? You've got to drive 30 minutes to an hour. You understand? So – if you're going to do that, then you have to drive to those places to go do that. Now incorporate uh, traffic. So why do you think people aren't returning to work? Well, let me explain to you why. If you don't get past certain choke points on the freeways in California, you've added an hour onto your travel. So ha- imagine having to travel four hours a day to get back and forth to work. So you've worked eight hours and then now you've driven for three or four hours. God forbid you have a family and you have to get sleep. Do you see why people are burnt out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, not enough hours in the day when you have to live like that. Yeah, Yeah, and you're not making tons of money. Like, man, I've been testing the market for a while, you know, for jobs and stuff. Like, you expect me to live in California and make $40,000 a year with two kids? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That doesn't take you longer at all there. Uh, so I'm sure you've seen about Caitlyn Jenner trying to run for governor. What's your opinion on that? Oh, please. That man, number one, get anybody who is affiliated with the fucking Kardashians out of my face, man. 
Like I have, <laughs> I have no time for it. It's it's pathetic. And I, the only thing I ever wish is that California would actually start to take itself fucking seriously and, and actually put somebody in there to fix the state because you would have so many opportunities here. There would be so much to do. And look at Hollywood. Here's the other thing. Hollywood's crumbling right before our eyes because of the fucktards who don't have any common sense or actual knowledge, right? They just hop on a platform and scream with the biggest bullhorn that they possibly can. But then when you actually talk to them about it, they're a fucking empty shell and they can't even converse about it. AKA LeBron, shut <laughs> your fucking mouth, you idiot. Like I posted a meme that was Malcolm X explaining and it was like, you know, that face you make when you realize Malcolm X was predicting you, right? You are a fucking shell for the NBA and you are as empty as it can possibly be. I've never realized that people who had so much fucking money were so fucking stupid. Like that's how mad it is. When you hear me say multiple F words in the same sentence, that's how pissed off I am because the fact that I sit here and I will learn digital marketing classes and I will find free ones because I don't have all the money in the world and I will go through all of these things to better my education and knowledge and you just sit home. You waste a fucking semen. Yeah, no, I, the, the one thing that cracks me up is I hear celebrities say this all the time that, you know, oh, if they just gave us rain over California, we could fix it in no time. Really, the only thing that celebrities have is, they have the money to fix shit. They don't have the fucking common sense to do anything. You know, at least the majority of them, you know, the ones that are interested in running, they don't, they Dude, can't fix it. I want anybody who's going to run. I want them to make one promise. Promise me that you will invite all of the illegal aliens coming over the border to your fucking house. <laughs> yeah. When you open your fucking door, I'll believe your policies until then. Shut up. Right. Uh, that's what I that's what I love about, you know, liberal uh liberal Hollywood, you know, is they're all about, you know, the open borders and everything else. But then, you know, like the last time I drove through Hollywood, it seems like everybody really loves their gated fences, you know. Now, did you ever go watch go look at the red carpet? Like you want to talk about how Hollywood can make things magical? The red carpet looks like 40 bums fucking pissed on it when you go by and look at that spot. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking gross. It's by the China Pavilion or whatever's over there. Like yeah. it is the most disgusting block ever. That should tell you everything about Hollywood and how fucking fake it is. Also, you got to realize how many of these people are actually being paid by other people to make those announcements because they have the following and they know if they go and do it, nobody's going to listen. So they pay these people to do it. Like, don't think that these are really a lot of their views because it's not. And I would say this, if it was their views, why aren't they continuing to do it on their own time using their own brand? Why have they been so quiet for the last six to eight months? Also, if it was really fucking worth it, wouldn't the Oscars have better ratings? Yeah, yeah. Well, just like the whole part about, you know, celebrities fix in L.A. or whatever. It's like, you know, you guys live to be the mayor or the governor of the state to go do something good. You know, go out and fucking try to fix your community like, you know, Why? anybody else. Palisades. They live in they don't live in Hollywood, bro. Like, I'll give you the tip. Ready? They live in a place called Pacific Palisades. That's where they live. And go. Go to Pacific Palisades. Go to Ventura. Go to those places. Okay? They don't see the stuff that's going on, bro. I will tell you right now. I, I've walked around now. I'll explain why. Let me, let me preface this. No, I am not a millionaire. My wife, her grandmother, bought a house. She used to work. And I think um, not directly with TV and film, right? But like she would work with those people and she did real estate and she did other stuff, right? Anyway, she had a husband. He ended up dying. Um, and so she kind of lived off things after that, right? Anyway, they had had a house in Pacific Palisades because remember in the 40s and 50s, right? It wasn't the same that you see in 2000, 2010, 2020, okay? Okay. Their house was crap, 
man, like a shoebox compared to others, right? Like barely any property and toilets didn't work. We're, I'm talking like recent time, right? Uh, after all these years, because she had a house in Cabo. So she would just come stay out here to see family and go back to Cabo and, and stay at that house. Mind you, she doesn't give us a dime. Like we don't receive anything from them. You know what I mean? Like otherwise, you know, maybe I'd have like a fedora on or something. But anyway, so, <laughs> so uh, anyway, you look at the house up there, bro, and it's like a shoebox. And and her house compared to like all the other houses, she looks like like it should be a condemned home, right? So I want you to understand, like any one of them that says like, oh, I know what's going on, it's a straight up lie, bro. You could walk up the road and it's all gated communities and those dudes never leave that area. Yeah. So just so you understand, that's why I call them out. Because when they say like, oh, you live in Pacific Palisades, bro, you ain't walking around dirty, you know, dirty avenues in Hollywood, man. You ain't doing that. Stop lying. You don't even know what's happening in the world. If I took you to Pacific Palisades, bro, you'd feel like you went to a different dimension. Yeah, you know, it is a different life, man. When you have that kind of money and you can live in a place like that, that's like with this whole COVID deal, you know, when everybody got pushed into their houses and shit. You know, I, I, what, what fucking celebrity was really like, oh, man, this is a bummer. You know, I finally get to spend time in this big-ass house that I spent millions on, you know? No, they were upset because they weren't going to have the exposure. That's why they were yeah. upset. Other... Other people couldn't expose them and promote them. That's why they were upset. And they realized, oh, man, I don't have my team here. And if I produce this, it's going to look like shit. And people are going to know that I'm a moron. There you go. That's, yeah. that's the conversation. That's the conversation that was happening. Because they couldn't have people there. Why do you think so many of them were so quiet? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes sense, man, for sure that, you know, I, I don't know. It, it'll be weird to see when everything actually finally opens back up, like which ones come back out and are still successful as much as they were, you hey, know, Robert and, De Niro's going broke, bro. Like, Hey, you're going broke, homie. Like you couldn't last a year. You know what I mean? Like without making a paycheck and you're Robert De Niro, like you're going broke. Because of a divorce, like you're a fraud, homie. Like that, that's why I call them out, man. That's why I say it because I get it. I know divorces are expensive. I get all that. But he was talking a lot of shit, wasn't he, over the last year? Yeah. Alec Baldwin. I wonder, Robert De Niro divorce has got to be extra expensive. Well, it's so, 500 million. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Like, like he's worth, scratch. he was worth 500 million. So, you know, yeah, I get you're having a divorce, bro, but, like, you're Robert De Niro. Like, every time somebody watches Goodfellas, you are getting a piece of that. Last time I checked, they pumped that shit all over the place. Hey, Robert, you also have a restaurant. You have multiple restaurants. Nobu. Highly touted. And you're telling people not to go eat at your restaurant? Are you an idiot? You were promoting all that shit, and now you're going broke. How stupid do you feel? Yeah, he, he seems like saying? a guy that, you know, might not be thinking the clearest anymore. Oh, you mean, well, you talking about Potato Joe Biden or are you talking about Robert De Niro? Because both of them fuckers, man, you could you could go back and forth between both of them on like replay and you could feel like you have dementia. Oh, I I uh, I make fun of Biden all the time because I just enjoy um, I don't think the dude ever knows where he's at. But I enjoy, I enjoy just his going points are always that he does remember that he's from Scranton and his dad was laid off. So he's always got them to go back to, you know? Yeah, no, 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 just don't worry about it. Hey, what about Hunter? Nah, I don't know. You know, yeah. I mean, God knows he could be sucking dick for a cheeseburger for all I know. But like, that's a whole nother conversation, right? Like the whole political thing. Honestly, man, that's why I liked Trump. Like, I liked the fact that he was a disruptor. I liked the fact that he said what was on his mind and that all these people got exposed, right? Like, that's why I was happy. I was happy that everything got pushed into the open. So now you could, because like media, man, 
the news nah man like if you're if you if you look forward every day to get out of where you are to go sit down and watch don lemon we can't be friends like we can't be friends. oh and if you if you get up just if you let political tv disrupt anything in your fucking day i think you're you know, yeah, no, you no, can't be that wrapped up in politics. You know, that's the thing. That's where the downfall, I think, of Trump was. Is that, Not that, you know, uh, saying that everybody that supported him was stupid. Yeah. But my issue is, is it got people that never gave a shit about politics that really just are mouth breathers. Yep. It got them all inquated at the fight. And it's like. All right, well, now you're making the other side look stupid because you guys never gave a shit about this. It was never important to you. And now you guys really aren't that intelligent. So now you're bringing down the other side because now you want to join the battle. You know, it's like, fuck, you know, just go sit on the couch and, and be quiet. Let, you know, the right well, have the right to let scream loud. loud. The uneducated scream loud, Danny. Like, you know, people who weren't into it that wanted to join the bandwagon. But like, to your point, I'm happy. I'm happy that people who were never involved got involved because when they got involved, they actually started learning at the stuff that was wrong or right. You know what I mean? And and now they could make an educated guess. Unfortunately, there was a lot of people along with it on both sides of the aisle that have no idea what they're talking about, but they have a platform. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like oh, half a dozen one way, six to another, right? Like they're both uneducated, one screaming really loud, and one has a platform. You know what I mean? So like, which way do we go? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, the thing is, you know, like you said about the platform, like here, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty honest with people how I lean politically. You know, I'm I'm more liberal when it comes to social shit and when it comes to business and mm -hmm. you know fi finances i'm more conservative you know so i like to have a good mix I, I think i have a good mix of both in me um you know I, I the one thing that i hate when people say you know i'm republican or i'm democrat or especially where we like where i live i live in nebraska right now so mm -hmm. here's the thing is everybody over the last you know i would say six years has really hated our governor now, nobody votes Democratic here in our state, though. So if yep. you're a Republican, you're guaranteed to win here. All right, now that's fine. But here's the thing, like, you know, I've told people on the Republican side here, is you voted for a governor that you knew that you were going to hate just because you weren't willing to vote Democratic because that's not what we do in our state. So Correct. you knew that you were going to hate your Republican choice, but instead of taking the gamble and trying to make a change, you went with the Republican, even though you knew you were going to hate him, even though you knew he wasn't going to do what you wanted him to do, you still voted for him. And that's why nothing's changed in the state that I currently live in is because people are so divided to one side, man. You know, and I, me personally, like I said, I like to swing in the middle. I like to hear both sides and try to make my own educated decision from there, what I believe. But I, you know, I do believe that the media affects the way that people fucking look at this. Instead of using their own opinion, the the media tricks people into believing exactly what they wanted want them to hear. Yeah, so you know, it goes on both sides, right? That's that's why the 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 podcast is called the Independent Mouth, is because I do everything I possibly can to go directly down the middle, right? I will call it on on both sides. I will say, hey, this is bad on this side or this is bad on this side. And when I do news and entertainment, I call it down the middle. I call it straight down the middle. That's why it's called the independent mouth. But I would give it, I would say this to you, right? So like you just gave the Republican side of it, but I also want to say like the Democrat side of it and Democrat and liberal is not the same thing. Like, so people don't understand that. So, but, but without going into that on the Democratic side, if we talk about, look, they all cheat, right? We've seen that. Like, we know that now, right? Like, everybody cheats, right, in all this stuff. You can't really understand or know, like, the person you voted for, was that really what it was, right? Like, there's a lot of questions, and there have been for years. But I, I say this. What if you are a minority 
in a city, in an area that's been run primarily democratic, right? And you're an old head, bro. You're an OG. You've been in that city for 30, 40 years, right? And, and whatever else. And you're around your 50s, 60s, whatever the case may be. Only goal you've ever had was to make life better for those younger kids in that in that community, your kids, your neighbor's kids, all that, right? Well, you never see a change, bro, right? Like all these years, you constantly vote, and I'm going to get this guy. This guy said, so, you know, Bob, the Democrat says, hey, we're going to do this. Nobody ever wants to vote for the Republican who may actually be the person to make the change that you've always wanted all these years, right? But now you question, for the last 10 years, was that the person who really should have won? You see what I'm saying? Oh, so no, been, I totally I agree 100% this. with what you're saying. Yeah, you know, you, you've been living in this uh, for 10, 20 years, and you're like, what? It, yeah. It, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's going to, that's what's happening to people. That's, that's the inner rage that's coming out because people are saying now, like, hey, I have been like, my core was to make life better for my family, man. And you've just deceived me because I thought I was and you were denying that. The same thing with the news, bro. The news has lost 60% of its daytime viewership between these places. Do you know what I mean? Like 60% people are done listening to, and you can use this word, bro. It's the best word I ever thought of. Professional pontificating. These are people (laughs) who are reading scripted scripted news verbiage okay like scripted and you're you're holding them on a mantle you're holding a basketball player on a mantle and now you have heard that basketball player speak so ignorantly and use the platform to benefit his pocket right in front of your face now what you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, the, that exposure is happening. Yeah, there, there's certain things where the news is definitely turned to celebrities uh, for their opinion on. And it's just like, I would rather hear it from a doctor. You know, I'd rather hear about science from a doctor than LeBron. You know, <laughs> fucking. Even the doctors. Like, that's the other thing. Now you find out. It's like, oh, this doctor received a huge payment from this lobby group. And they're out there talking about it. And then you you go read and you're like, you go check these other doctors and they're like, hey, that just, that doesn't make sense, right? But then like people are like, oh no, oh no, you know? Yeah. The, the news told me this, like, hey, I'll, I'll give you this one phrase. It's on the internet. It must be real, right? Like it's the stupidest line ever, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I only can say, man, is we are living in a wild time. This is, you know, between yeah, yeah. the COVID elections, this and that, man, it's fucking wild times out there, man. You know, but and uh, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good, man. There's so much content. So much content. There's a lot of things to sit back and poke fun at, for sure. You know, what do you have going on, man? Because I know, you know, I love hearing about it, man. I love hearing about what you got because content creation right now is is king. Like, have you seen all these, um, like ESPN, these major TV and news networks, like shifting up all of their scheduling? You know what I'm saying? Like their shows, like they're releasing people. You know what I mean? Like they're really slimming down on like on air talent, and it's yeah. crazy because content creations all over the place you know what i mean like they can go get their content creation everywhere i mean look at you know the explosion of all these different things that you know you can watch content everywhere there's more and more people putting out podcasts there's people creatively working together and it's all stuff outside of hollywood you know what i mean like they're just trying to find a way to monetize it i i think things like podcasts and stuff like that kind of make hollywood a little bit nervous because there's a there's a point where you know people like us needed Hollywood and the more and more that people are doing on their own 
the further the business is actually getting from that Hollywood circle, you know? No, they're scared because you can write a script and go to Netflix. And I mean, Netflix is Hollywood now, right? So like, but you could go and put your, put your podcast out there and go get, you know, X number of views and somebody who's, you know, somebody likes you and, and then you get access to their network. Right. And then there's your, you know, there's your avalanche, but, um, Hollywood hasn't been successful in a while, bro. Like it hasn't, like you tell me when the last real, you know, great movie that's come out that sat in the theaters and they're killing their own business by, by sitting there saying, don't go to the theaters. Well, nobody wants to watch you, man. And then the issue they come into is you're on Netflix and now you're not one show of five or six in a theater. You're one of a thousand different titles that people can search through. You see what I'm saying? So, Oh yeah. I get on Netflix, man. I fall asleep before I find a fucking movie to watch. Cause I'm just, Oh, well, you know, I'll keep flicking through 10 more. Maybe I'll find the magical one there. Oh no, I'll go through another 10 before you know it. I've spent three hours flicking through movies. I ain't watch shit. <laughs> you want to know a trick? <laughs> What's that? Uh, so I turn on my notifications for HBO Max, Netflix, um, ESPN, all that stuff, right? And then <laughs> when when the new stuff is coming out, I add it to my list. And and then so what I have is I always have something in my list that either I haven't seen or I'd be willing to watch it again. And then part of that list are ones that I'm okay falling asleep to. Right. Like, <laughs> right on. and that, that's my little, that's my little cheat code because I've done it. Dude, I got two kids, bro. And I got a wife. Let me explain something to you. Hey guys, let's watch a movie later. There's an hour discussion on its own. Okay. Oh like, yeah. So you're not getting anywhere with that. Then you actually go open it, and now you got the kids fighting over what they want. To, oh, I seen this already. No, this isn't appropriate for her. I can't do this, right? And then, and then you got the wife, right? Like, you know what, guys? Let's just watch Marvel. No, she's too young. You can't watch Marvel. You know what I mean? Like, so I got I got like gatekeepers, bro. Everywhere, everywhere. Like, just trying to watch a show. I'll tell you what, man. The best thing. I don't know if you like golf or not, but you want to go to sleep nicely. There's just something nice about putting golf on the phone, you know, the TV before you go to sleep. I can't, for three days, bro, I've tried to watch the last tournament, golf tournament that took place over the weekend, the Zurich uh, Championship. It's like team play because I heard they went into like three hole uh, overtime, right? And I'm like, I just want to watch the three holes of overtime just to, you know, just to see because I'm a big fan of golf. Bro, I, I, I get like five minutes in and I fall asleep. Every time. So I'm like, this is perfect, bro. I know, I know my nightlight here. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, man. Before we uh before we get off here, um everybody can get the book on Amazon, right? Yeah, you can get on borrowed time, the reinvention of a lost soul. You can get that on Amazon. You can get that on you can go to the independentmouth.com and order it for my own publishing company. Uh so you can order it there or get it on Amazon. Uh, delivery essentially is like around the same, right? Um, but uh, also too, if you want to listen to the podcast, uh, the Independent Mouth, which is on every platform, it is on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Rumble. I mean, you name it, it's everywhere. Alexa, it's on, it's on Amazon, it's on Google Play. It is absolutely everywhere. Um, and that's it. Th- those are my two major projects right now, and looking to. Uh, to build up some more. So I'm in the process of writing out some creative stuff. And um, if you're interested, like I said, man, I do comedy hours on my show. Uh, I do news and entertainment. We do sports. We do everything, man. So, Hey, I'm I'm inviting you to come on. And if you got some comedy stuff that you kind of want to throw around, because uh, I've had a couple of those old time comedians ask me if I'd be willing to kind of work with them on writing some stuff. So I like to get a little group behind me and kind of go in there, man. And, you know, take, do the, do the new school takeover. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I'd be down for sure. I'd love that. Uh, do you have any, uh, you, do you have any ambition to write another book or do you think this one's going to be it for a while? I have about 
65% of my second book done, which my second book is called We All Lost Something, No More Apologies. And uh, essentially that book is going to be about um, how I started the podcast and all the stuff we went through, you know, with losing my dad and all that stuff and walking people through that experience and going through the podcast and kind of growing in that sense. Right. And, and going there, I really am. I'm really into trying to help those younger kids not make the same mistakes that I made. I'm really into trying to streamline some of these processes. If you're creative and you want to do something like, here's how you can do it and you don't have to be afraid. And that's what that book is going to be about. So on borrowed time, the reinvention of a lost soul was really about who I am, how I got to be here. This next book is kind of the step in the journey of how I got to be where I am right now. And then I'm sure there will be a third one that goes out kind of like a three part series, but we're not there yet. Awesome, man. I like what you're doing, man. I like your attitude, the whole trying to help people out thing. You know, I, I dig what you're doing, man. I definitely want to check out the book and uh, I recommend everybody to do the same. For sure. Um, yeah. And when you get, get uh, that second book a little closer to done, man, I'd definitely love to have you back and talk about that. Or if you get uh, that, that film deal you were talking worked out, man, I'd love to talk to you about that as well. Yeah. Anytime, man. And I, you know what? And, and the offer's there, you know, we got to schedule a time for, for you to come on um, and, and just have some fun, man. So, you know, whenever you're more than welcome, bro, just shoot me an email and let me know the times and we're good to go. And uh, love to have you on, dude. I had a great time and I truly appreciate you and your fans um, for letting me kind of go on the rants and, and have some fun, dude. I had a blast, dude. Like I love the open conversations, dude. I love the open. I enjoyed it, man. I'm glad that you had fun too. That's uh, that's our goal here is to try to make sure everybody has fun with a little bit of time that we have. So, yeah. But yeah, man. All right. Well, we're going to let you go. Uh, everybody go and check out Anthony's book for sure. Hit him up. Uh, do you, did you drop your socials yet, man? Sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah. So socials, socials are easy, man. You can find me uh, Anthony Williams, the third, you'll find me across Facebook, but I'm telling you, nobody, this was one of the most ingenious things that ever happened. And, and part of, partly by luck, just type in the independent mouth and everything on me will show up. Nothing is out there. The closest thing is the independent. You know what I mean? Like that's the only thing there's nothing else out there. So if you type in the independent mouth, if you do it in LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, I mean, I'm on every single platform, Instagram, just type in the independent mouth and it will show up there for you. That's awesome. All right. Well, everybody go check out Anthony. Anthony, thank you so much once again for doing this, dude. We'll be, uh, we'll be in touch for sure, dude. Absolutely. Danny, thank you so much for having on and to all your fans. Thank you for letting me just uh, be open and honest. And uh, I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you. You too, buddy. Have a good one. You too, man. See you soon. All right. Bye.